0: I'm not a believer of success. I believe in pure and good preparation, in pure and clean planning. You should live by it, sleep by it, run by it, relax by it, walk by it. You need to have the right systems. You cannot sit and wait for success. You need to do it.
1: Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hope you're having a good week so far. My name is Dr. Wongan Chatterjee. And this is my podcast, Feel Better, Live More. Today's guest is someone who I've been trying to set up a face-to-face conversation with for around two years. And a couple of weekends ago, it finally happened. Elliot Kipchoge is a Kenyan athlete who's widely regarded as the greatest marathon runner of all time. He's won two successive Olympic marathons, 10 major titles and of course he's the only man to have ever run a marathon in under two hours which he did back in 2019 in Vienna as part of the 159 challenge. This was an incredible achievement for humanity but was not recognized as an official world record because it was not an open competition and he used a team of rotating pacemakers. Now, our conversation took place in London on the weekend of the 2022 London Marathon, exactly seven days after he had once again broken the official Marathon World Records in Berlin. Now, I want to be really clear at the start of this episode, this is a conversation for everyone. Whether you are a runner or not, I think you're going to find Elliot's insights highly relevant and applicable in your own life. Now, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to Elliot was not actually because of his running ability. It's because I've always been fascinated by the energy that this man radiates. He has a calmness, a humility, a modesty, and a complete lack of ego, which I and millions of others around the world find ourselves drawn to. In our conversation, we cover many different topics. We talk about reflection and why in this tech-heavy world, he still keeps a handwritten training journal. We talk about success and why he doesn't actually believe in success, which I think is remarkable for a man who has achieved so much of it. We discuss why he always does his runs as part of a community, why he smiles in the latter parts of a marathon, how he manages to stay injury-free, and what he really thinks about retirement. But for me, one of the most insightful parts of this conversation is hearing Elliot talk about self discipline and why he feels that this is one of the most important skills that we can develop. Elliot is probably best known for the phrase, no human is limited. And hearing him explain what this means to him really brings to life the idea that it's self discipline that will help you reach your own potential. This really was a special conversation with an incredible man. I hope you enjoy listening. Now, before we get started, I wanted to quickly remind you that it is now possible to listen to each podcast episode without any sponsor reads at all. That option is available both on Apple Podcasts and on Supercast for people who are not on Apple. It's only £3.99 per month, which I think is incredible value. That's under £1 per week. If you would like to take advantage of this and support the show, all you have to do is click on the link in the episode notes in your podcast app. And just to be really clear, this podcast will, of course, continue to be free of charge each week for everyone. This subscription option is simply for those of you who would like to support the show and listen to ad free episodes. On the subject of sponsors, this episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Now, good quality nutrition is, of course, an essential pillar to get right for our health, for our physical, our mental, and our emotional health. And in an ideal world, I would much prefer it if everybody got all of their nutrition from real whole foods. But I know from 21 years now of seeing patients that a lot of us struggle to find the time to consistently do that. That is why I am a fan of good quality whole food supplements like AG1 by Athletic Greens. One tasty scoop contains 75 whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, prebiotics, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. It helps support energy and focus, aids with gut health and digestion, and it also helps support a healthy immune system. AG1 has been in my own life for about three years now, and I genuinely think it is one of the best whole food supplements out there. It's also really tasty. So if you want to take something each morning as an insurance policy to make sure that you are meeting your nutritional needs, I can highly recommend it. If you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more, you will be able to access an exclusive special offer where they are offering my audience five free travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D, a critical nutrient for our immune system, especially at this time of year. You can see all details of the special offer by going to athleticgreens.com forward slash more. And now, my conversation with the one and only Elliot Kipchoge. As we're having this conversation, it's pretty much exactly seven days, almost to the minute where you were running in Berlin and when you broke the marathon world record again. How's the last week been for you?
0: Uh, last week I could, was uh, Sunday was uh, I broke a world record. But from Sunday afternoon, now, it's been a little bit busy. I'm walking up and down doing some uh, sponsor stuff and making sure actually everybody's uh, is happy before I fly back to to Kenya.
1: Yeah, looking forward to going home, I'm sure. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you've done many interviews since you broke the world record. We've watched many of them on on television or on the internet. What's it like for you, though, when you're not in public? So last Sunday, for example, what's it like for you when in your hotel room at night and you go to sleep, what is it like in those private moments for you? Uh,
0: when I am actually in the hotel room alone, it's a, I think it's a crucial time for me to audit myself, uh, internalise what has happened in the day and actually try to, to, to go back what has been happening for the last four months and actually uh, appreciate the uh, what we have been doing actually for four months, we just drifted uh, the uh, good fruits on on that day. So yeah. it's um, internalizing and accepting, and just uh, making your mind really calm that it has happened, and it. There
1: is another tomorrow. Is another day. Yeah. Many people struggle to keep their minds calm. Um, big things may happen in their life at work or with their family or pressure and they really struggle to calm their mind. You seem to be someone who has a very Zen approach to life, a very calm approach. How do you manage to calm your mind when you've achieved something so huge?
0: I am um, a believer of some philosophies. I'll give an example. I'm a believer of a, a philosophy whereby if you are going up the tree, you are stepping on the uh, branches of a tree. And immediately when you actually, you grab a branch, you test the branch, if it's strong enough to hold your weight, and if it's strong enough to hold your weight, then you go up. Immediately you step on the branch. Then you aim for the next branch. Then you, are, you have already actually cut uh, uh, this branch. Yeah, You forget the branch. You wait for the next one. Get the uh, crap the next one. Test actually with us, enough actually, and, and, and the, the, the branch itself has enough muscles to hold your weight, and then you go up. Uh, what I'm trying to say is this: the uh, Berlin Marathon was a branch. I worked uh, for that branch for four to five months. And last week on Sunday, on 25th, uh, I got the branch. Yeah. After getting the branch, actually, uh, what else? I've got a branch. I need to aim for the next one. So just forget it. Aim for the next one. Because that, that, that's how that, that's how I believed in that philosophy. And the philosophy actually has uh, helped me to to know that uh, in life, every day is a challenge. Yeah, every day is a challenge. You know, you are in a in a lobby actually with uh, with somebody in, in, on 26th at 10 in the morning. And I told that person that, uh, you know, you see now the organisers, the organiser of the Berlin is thinking of next
1: year. Yeah. So Berlin Marathon 2022 is already out. Yeah. It's really inspiring. Is that, is that an approach you've always had to life, even as a child? Or is it something you've learned through your career? Uh, it's something I learned through
0: my career. I have right. grown enough in the career, uh, close to 20 years <laughs> in, in, in running and... Uh, I know a lot. I know what, uh, what can actually knock you out and what can actually uplift you, what can make you actually to be a
1: real person. Yeah. When you're about to embark on something like last Sunday, the Berlin Marathon, do you know beforehand that I'm going to try and break a world record today? Is that already in your mind? Or... I guess there must be things, you train for four or five months, but you can't control the weather, for example. You know, many of us who run at weekends, let's say, some days we're not feeling it. You know, our legs don't feel as though they've got the the energy or we don't have the mindset. So I'm really interested for you when you have done so much training to build up for one race where the world is watching, do you have a strategy in your head that today I'm going for the world record? I will start by saying that uh,
0: I don't actually. Uh, I'm not a believer of success. For the first thing, I don't believe in success, but I believe in good preparation and planning, which can bring success. That means within actually the five months, if I don't work hard, I will not be successful. But if I got well planned, well prepared then I'm sure of success. What I'm trying to say is this. Uh, for four months, I'm really training. Eating the targets for over 80% is that then I feel I'm really comfortable in my, my body. My legs yeah. are good. Then, actually, one day to go, then I, I start to audit what I've been doing. If what I've been doing actually is, went well, as I expected. Then the next day, I'm ready for the next day. Uh, anything might happen. If the rain comes in, if it's too hot, or if the, the weather is okay, then I will handle it. But I will accept their results. You know, uh, uh, they, they they say actually, uh, 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 if you don't accept their souls, then if you want if you want to enjoy the sport, you need to accept the outcome. Yeah, be hit any outcome, I will not regret. Acceptance
1: seems to be a really key part of your approach to life. You mentioned, of course, already that the Bill of Marathon's gone. That's the branch. You've got the branch now. You accept it and move on, irrespective of what had happened. You also mentioned that you don't believe in success. That's really interesting to me. Does that mean... Is it you don't believe in success? Or certainly when I hear you say that and describe it, is it that the success is the four months of training. That's the success. Let me explain that uh, when I say
0: I don't believe in success, success is there. But you cannot sit and wait for success. Yeah. Success is waiting for you to actually say, hey, just grab me. But rule number one, you should be prepared. Rule number two, you should be well-planned. Rule number three, you should be actually capable of grabbing the success. That's what success is saying. Success is there, I don't deny. But I believe in preparation, in pure and good preparation, in pure and clean planning can lead to success. I don't think that you can actually believe that uh, I will be successful in a marathon. Yeah. And you don't follow, actually, uh, uh, the program to the letter. You know, the moment you don't, you skip one, your body will actually uh, count
1: on the very day. Yeah. Yes. It's so fascinating. What I'm hearing from you is that, yes, you happen to be a marathon runner, but you're saying that actually this approach kind of applies to all of us. Uh, yes, uh, you know,
0: success is, uh, you can define success in different definitions. 10 or 20 or anything you have. But at the core of everything, you know, I'll give you an example that you are in class and you you, you have your last year career exam in December and you have three months to study. If you don't study hard, if you don't actually go into a group discussion is to share what you know and somebody else can give you what he or she knows, I don't think you will actually be cut the first class on us you know success you, you can be successful in running but you can run too thin and thats successful that success according to you yeah you can be successful in life and you run two five you can be successful in life and run two. That's the difference of success. You can be successful in education and you have a pass.
2: Yeah.
0: You can call yourself you are successful, you have credit. You can call yourself uh, you are successful and you have distinction. So, it what's success really? I think success, uh, what I'm trying to say is the mastery of what you are doing. If you have mastered what you are doing, then that's that's success. But, you need to do it. You need to have the right systems for success to come in. The real right systems. The moment you lack systems, the moment you are, you, are, you lack the positive systems within here, yeah. you, you, you will really look for it, but you will not get it. So it, it's good that in life you need to weigh yourself and, 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 and declare that, hey, I belong here. Uh, yeah. If you're a sportsman, you, 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 you really need to actually stand and say, no, I need to be successful, I belong here. It doesn't mean that uh, people can see you are successful, you are not. People can still doubt, please, it's good to actually tell yourself I need to be successful, but I need to work up, I need to be actually doing what's right at the right time, at the right place.
1: We all need our own individual definition of success, don't we?
0: Absolutely. If you want to be successful... Define in my own words.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In your own words, the way you understand. Your own language. Define success in your own language. Because someone who's never run before, if they were to complete a 5K, if they were to build up to running 5 kilometers, that could be success for them. Absolutely, yes. It depends because they, on are, they are building up and they have to complete
0: 5K. Yeah. In the next three months, they are, they are completing 10K. Yeah. That's success. But you cannot actually wake up today and and actually complete that that
1: uh, 20 kilometers. Last Sunday, I was glued to the race, and actually I want to share with you there are three moments in my life where I have witnessed a great sporting occasion with my two children. And Two of them actually involved you. One of them was when Tiger Woods won the Masters in 2015. But the other two were last weekend when you broke the world record and also when you went under two hours in in 159. I was sitting with my two children around the computer watching. It was really special moments. Now, at halfway, when we saw the splits of... Of course, you all know, 59-something at halfway... I was feeling nervous, which is ridiculous because I'm not running, you're running. And you look really relaxed. But I'm thinking, oh man, is he going to break two hours a day? Has he gone off too fast? How aware of the time are you in that moment? What was going through your head?
0: Um, you know what happened is that uh, I was feeling well. On the were clearly on the right uh, shape and... We crossed the halfway. we crossed the 20k and realized, hey, then it's 56 so fast. Then I tried to calculate uh, to give another two minutes and 50 seconds. I saw it will be actually under, under 60. But all in all is that uh, that was a big motivation for me that uh, if I am crossing actually under 60 with the half, then I will not miss a world record. So I was uh, keeping myself a, a morale that, please let me push. If I ran uh, two hours flat, well and good. If I missed and run a world record, that's what I need. So it, it, was, it was a plus on my side. It was, it was a, plus. A, a plus on my mind,
1: yeah. Do you feel any pressure because of who you are, because of the amount of people who look up to you and watch you? You know, are you aware of that pressure from the outside or is it just another race for you?
0: It was a huge pressure. Actually, well, it's a pressure from all sides. You know, uh, uh, on Friday, actually, I just jumped in to to, to press conference for whom and um, all the channels were asking me, uh, uh, are you going for world records? And I, I told them, no, who told you I'm going for world record? I'm coming here to run a good race and, and, and if that race can be translated uh, to be a course record or, or if you can call it a world record, I will, I will appreciate it. That's what I, t- I told them. Yeah. But there was a lot of pressure from the channels. Everybody was expecting yeah. that so you can run. Then I told them, no, I am coming
1: for a good rest. Yeah, it's that approach, isn't it? That you keep talking about. It's process over outcome. It's the journey over the destination. That's what I'm hearing as I hear you speak.
0: Yes, yes. You know, it, you cannot actually say you know human being is not machine. You cannot. It's a uh, you, you you cannot set yourself and for a certain time and run that time. No. You you never know what will happen, yeah. Uh, on the way, marathon is life, and, and all all challenges are on the way. But uh, I always put my mind that I need to run well. Yeah. I need to run a certain time. Try to push myself. According to what I've been doing in training, thinking you know, before you do something, you need to internalize first. Yeah, you need to internalize. You need to to to, to really put in your heart and in your mind. You need even to think and imagine. Crossing a finishing line with the world record. Yeah. Then you will get it. You cannot work on and just rush. The moment you get it, then you, you say thank you and, and you move on.
1: Last Sunday after the race, I went to the kitchen with my kids. We were having a late breakfast because we, we missed breakfast to watch you break the world record. And my 12-year-old son had a question for me, which if you don't mind, I was going to put to you. Yes. He said, Daddy... Um, Elliot was celebrating just before he got through the line. If he hadn't celebrated, do you think he would have gone one or two seconds even quicker than what he did do? So, this is a child's question. And I watched the video again on YouTube this morning. And it certainly appeared that obviously you knew you were, you'd broken the world records. There was a smile, there was some sort of hand celebrations. And it did appear to me that your pace slightly slowed at the ends. So the question from my son is, could you have gone one or two seconds faster had you not celebrated?
0: It's a very good question. And and, and, and uh, 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 I want to answer and to answer that uh, I already saw that uh, I'm inside the world record. So I didn't mind actually uh, celebrating, provided I need something called a world record. Yeah. So... I was sure of a world record and
1: decided to celebrate and cut and, and, and it. Yeah. yeah. Well, huge, huge congratulations. Thank you. You know, I know you want to inspire people to run. I've heard you say that in many interviews and many conversations. And I've been thinking about inspiration recently. What is it about people like you that inspire so many of us around the world? Because, you know, I'm a doctor, okay? So I... I may dream about being an elite marathon runner, but I'm not an elite marathon runner. But I remember after that race, I felt inspired. Um, I went into the garden and I did some sprints. I got my skipping rope out and did some skipping. There was something about watching you, a fellow member of the human race, achieve something so special that really inspired me within my life to do a bit more. Why do you think that is? Um, Inspiration actually is that uh,
0: I always say that uh, life is about movement. Uh, And I want to inspire people to move. All the professions actually be it you are an engineer, a doctor, be it you are a teacher, be it you are a manager, all sorts of professions in this world. For them to survive for them to live longer is the spirit of movement. What I'm trying to say is this. If you move, that's how to earn a good life. If you move, that's how to live longer. But the only movement which is available is the less expensive movement, which is running. If you run, then, you know, I'm trying to, to, to tell people that uh, you can't run to be a record holder. And, but I need you to run to be fit and to live longer. Yeah. That's my inspiration. That's why I always say I want to push uh, uh, running to be a family lifestyle. The moment all the families are crap running and, and put in, in their family and call it a uh, family lifestyle, that will be great. Whereby yeah. in the morning you can see the kids and the parents just putting on shoes and goes, yeah. just walk around, just, just move. Yeah. It's about movement, just move.
1: The world will be beautiful. Again. Are you familiar with Park Run? It's a big global movement. Um, it's a, it started in the UK and in many, many towns and villages around the UK and now in the world. There's a 5K every Saturday morning. And people of all abilities come, children, adults, they all get a time. But, you know, the fastest will be running in 15, 16 minutes. Uh, The slowest will maybe be an hour. But it's a big community spirit and people run together. And, you know, what you just said about running as a family. I'm pretty sure if parkrun did not exist, I'm not sure my kids would be runners. Like my son loves running. But I think he loves running because of park runs. So the way we start every weekend is me and my son, we go down to the local 5K, rain or shine, you know, windy, cold, hot, doesn't matter. We turn up and we do a 5K. And so for me, it's how we spend our family weekends together, which I think speaks to what you're talking about.
0: Yes, that's exactly what uh, what I'm, I'm saying. And if all of us are going... If the spirit what you are doing in UK can go to every country uh, in this world, then actually will be far. The two years actually the world will change. Yeah. Why did you start running? Uh, I started running. Uh, my neighbor was running. I wanted to run like him, which is my coach now. And uh, the aim was of running actually and training hard was... us. Uh, just to feel our life will be up the skies by actually getting a ticket and, and, and fly. So, yes, uh, but uh, at long last, I travelled Europe, ran. I realised that, uh, so sport can give me life. Sport actually can 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 keep uh, food to my table, to 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 my siblings and my parents and and, and, and the
1: rest. So I started to, to focus in a professional way. And did you know from the start that, hey, I'm pretty quick here. I can beat people around me or did that come later no, no it, that, that one came later no did not it? really i
0: said i just training and wanted to just perform go to to, to compete and and i could uh, compete with other people yeah. get a position and come back home
1: as i talked to you elliot i think back to a conversation i had a few years ago on this show with killian Jaune the um you know, regarded by many as the greatest mountain runner of all time. You, of course, are regarded as the greatest uh, marathon runner of all time. And what really strikes me from chatting to both of you is there's a real modesty, a real humility. And I'm really interested, why do you think that might be? And do you think there's something unique to running that kind of gives off that flavour in the people at the top of the sports. Um, I think it's about understanding life
0: and understanding what you are doing. That uh, always, uh, uh, when you are at the top of something and you have an ego, that's the sign of actually uh, failure. And at the end of it, actually, when you are at home and you realise that uh, your ego is up then, it has you doesn't feel like you are human. So the, it's the it's way you think that uh, you treat her. the world is uh, full of a human family, and and, and and ego will go away. And I trust that the moment you uh, you chase away ego, that's uh, that's the best place to, to 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 really get into into course. The best place to think. The best place actually to to think with other people and respect other people. The best place actually to to get
1: your trainings in a good way. Yeah. Do you think there's something about running or, or running long distances that it kind of burns the ego out of you?
0: Uh, I trust the long runs. When you are running for long, training for long, uh, uh, helps you to actually how to know how to handle suffering. And if you know how to handle suffering and pain, that's that's what long runs are is helping is helping me or, or or helping any other person. But all in you know, I like, think uh, uh, it's the only way to calm your mind. That, uh, hey, what do you want again? And if something yeah. happens, then it does happen and we need to move on. You know, uh, uh, I don't know, I can't explain because I don't understand more as far as ego is concerned. But uh, uh, I believe actually at the end of the day, you know, before you go to bed, I think, Everybody actually is reflecting what has happened for the whole day. Yeah. That you actually uh, affect the world in a positive way or in a negative way for the whole day. That you actually, uh, what did you do? Did you do anything negative or positive? That's what people actually should be asking themselves at the end of the day before you go to bed. Yeah. And if you happen to actually have those thoughts, then actually you will realize that uh, there is no need of actually having an hiko. Yeah. Yeah, life
1: is actually good when you are on the ground. You come across incredibly calm and zen in your manner. And you mentioned there that running and particularly long runs is a good way to calm the mind. So I guess for me, I'm thinking, were you always calm and zen and relaxed? Or do you think it's the fact that you run so much that has made you calm and relaxed?
0: Uh, I think it does in my personality, but uh, running has helped me to,
1: to be more calmer. Yeah. You mentioned reflection and how important it is maybe every evening to think, you know, what have you done in the day? Have you contributed to other people? You know, have you behaved in a way that, uh, in a manner that you wanted to behave in? And I know that you are a very keen journaler. You have a journal. Yes. And in one interview, you've mentioned that your pen and your journal are two of the most important things that you possess. I wonder if you could speak to journaling. Why is it so important to you? And why do you still do it by hand in an age where we have computers and technology?
0: Oh, I have a lot of channels. I have a channel for training every day. I have a channel for for the shoes that I'm using every day. Uh, I have a channel that uh, when I'm reading a book, I just highlight the best points I need to put down on a a notebook. I have a notebook whereby it's a what to do in that day that uh, I write all of them down and, and actually focus on the the, uh, day-to-day, my daily programs that I need to do to rush up and down when I'm at home. So uh, believing actually on the hand or writing actually is that uh, I believe that they say, write it and you'll remember. Yeah. So the the moment you write it, you'll remember. So that's why I'm still carrying around the channel. The channel, I have 90 now at home. If you happen to come to Kenya and visit me, I will show you what I, I was doing in two thousand and three, two thousand and
1: four. Wow, well, I, I I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's every year. Yes. You write down all of your running. Absolutely. Every, every single run. Every single run. And what are you documenting? Just taking a quick break to give a shout out to Vivo Barefoots, one of my favourite brands. Who are sponsoring today's show. Now, I've been wearing and recommending Vivo Barefoot shoes for over 10 years now, well before they started supporting my podcast, and they really have had a huge impact on my own life, as well as that on my family, many of my friends, and a lot of my patients. I've seen so many benefits when people start wearing minimalist shoes like Vivos. I've seen improvements in back pain, hip pain, knee pain, foot pain, things like plantar fasciitis, as well as an increased enjoyment of movement. Because simply walking around in minimalist shoes makes you much more mindful of the experience as you feel more connected to the ground beneath your feet. Now, contrary to what you might think, most people find vivos really, really comfortable. And scientific research has shown that just a few months of wearing vivos for your daily activity increases your foot strength by almost 60%. Now, I want to be clear. This is not about running in Vivos. Yes, you can do that. I do that, as do many other people. But this is really about living the majority of your life in minimalist shoes like Vivos. So for work, for going to the shops, or going out for a walk, that's the place I would recommend you start if you're thinking of making the transition. Now, Vivo barefoot shoes are the only shoes that my wife and I wear and the only shoes that I will get for my children. If you've never tried them before, I really would encourage you to give them a go. It's completely risk-free to do so because they offer a 100-day trial for new customers. So if you're not happy, you just send them back for a full refund. If you go to vivobarefoot.com forward slash live more, they are giving 20% off to all of my podcast listeners. Terms and conditions do apply. To get your 20% off codes, all you have to do is go to vivobarefoot.com forward slash live more. Leafyard are also sponsoring today's show. Now, all of us struggle from time to time and need help building up our mental fitness and resilience, whether we have a diagnosed mental health problem or not. And Leafyard is a fantastic new mental health app that helps motivate people to take control of their mental well-being. You see, there are many things that we can do that will improve our mental fitness, like breathwork, meditation, journaling. But the problem is many of us, despite knowing what to do, we don't actually take action, especially when we're not feeling our best. And this is where LeafYard can really, really help. They take a very different approach to building physical and mental fitness using proven behavioural science. And very recently, the LeafYard platform has been validated by researchers at King's College London as an effective way to prevent, detect, and treat mental health problems, Leafyard helps you keep your mind healthy through a series of regular videos that will teach you how to cope with stress, increase happiness, and build resilience and confidence. And a recent user who heard about the platform on my podcast has said, "I'm really glad I gave it a go because it gently nudges me to be proactive, and has made a huge difference to my well-being." Now, Leafyard are giving my podcast listeners an exclusive, limited-time offer. off any LeafYard membership, all you have to do is go to leafyard.com and use the code livemore20 at checkout to get your 20% off, or go to leafyard.com, that's L-E-A-F-Y-A-R-D.com forward slash livemore, where the discount will be automatically applied. And if you're not sure, why not give it a try? Everyone can try the app free of charge for 14 days. Like what are you writing down? Like what distance? Pace? I, I'm
0: writing the, the time I cover, and the distance.
1: Everything I'm doing is ice bath, massage, everything I'm I'm putting there. So it helps you remember. Does it help you also when you're reviewing it, kind of see patterns? Or oh, when I do this, this happens. Or when I do this, I'm running quickly. That sort of thing. Um, the core cool thing is that, uh, you know. If you are writing everything, every day,
0: it helps you not to miss that training. Because the moment you miss training for two days, you will just put, when you refer to your channel, you say, oh, I missed the training last week three times. I missed the training this week two times. With no reason at all. Mm-hmm. So it's good actually that uh, I really need my, my book to get, to get filled. That's why I don't miss training.
1: Do you do it when you wake up? Do you do it after the run? Do you do it in the evening? Or does it just depend day to day? Um,
0: when I wake up, I don't handle anything. I just wake up, get my clothes put on. When I wake up, I don't see, I don't, have, I don't handle my, my, my phone. I'm waking up, prepare for a run. After the run, I go back for breakfast. Coming back to relax, then I start now to... Or if I, my training was 20 kilometers, then I write actually the time I cover and the kilometers. And I close the channel and start to check the phone if there is some text to refer to or emails or anything else. But all in all, I treat myself
1: first for other things. So you wake up, you get yourself ready for a run, you're not looking at your phone, you do your run... It's only after that important thing is done for you that you then get into what the rest of the world wants you to do. Absolutely. Yeah. I always tell people that even in the
0: camp, that uh, uh. F- during breakfast, I actually, don't bring my phone. Even we set a law in our camp whereby mobile phones are not allowed uh, in, in the kitchen or the, the dining where we are eating. To make people actually hit uh, well and concentrate. Reason number one is that they to avoid these people actually to cut their phones immediately after training. So you need to cut uh, one hour of taking shower, taking breakfast, taking care of yourself before you respond to, all, to, to the whole world. Yeah. Most of them actually were, were saying that, hey, you know, emergency might be in. Then I asked them, well, how to... Uh, out of our rooms for one hour, 30 minutes. If any emergency happens within one hour, 30 minutes, we lose all of it. They, you know, then there is no need to actually uh, rush into the fall. Yeah. yeah. And what has happened after has happened, you can actually uh, bring it back.
1: Yeah, I love that. So what kind of time do you normally wake up? And then, you know, I'm, I'm interested as in, in that sort of routine. You wake up, is that with an alarm? Is it without an alarm, and then how long does it take you to warm up before you're out for your run, oh, usually? My alarm is actually
0: on at 5.45, uh, five five. that's a uh, quarter to six. Work up, do the necessary change and put on. Oh, then past six, then I'm on the road with the whole team and we start training. Do you always run in groups yes. when you're training? Uh, we, we always run in in pick groups.
1: But how does that go? Because if you're one of the fastest human beings on the planet, which I think you are, and most of us think you are, how does it work then when you're running in groups? Because presumably at some point, depending on what kind of run you're doing, presumably you're the fastest. So... Help me understand, how, how are you running groups? Uh, you know, training actually is not about uh,
0: competing. We are training, we are not competing. So easy runners, You normally run, when well, I'm even five meters actually at the back. And in all, this of my life, I need to be with people and, and, and run with the young people to actually motivate them. When I'm there, actually, life. life. There is life when I'm there. When I miss training in the morning or when I'm doing something else, then everybody will receive 100 calls after one and a half hours. Where are you? So it's, uh, it's about training, it's, about, it's not about competition. But you can train actually for four months in a good way with everybody. But um, I think the mind, people should, not, should, should learn uh, or actually uh, uh, practice or uh, practice their minds to handle pressure. And, and, have, and, and have have hard work and, and believe in pushing the limits. the moment they believe in pushing the limits and under the pressure, they will run very fast. you know it's about what you think
2: mm-hmm.
0: that uh, that can carry your day.
1: yeah, yes In the West, certainly here in the u k, and I think also in America, the relationship a lot of people have with running. Or I guess movement in general is to help them, you know, deal with the stresses of their day. These days in the UK, people will talk about running for their mental well-being. Uh, my taxi driver, a chap called Daniel in the northwest of England, he told me a few months ago that he runs 10K every day, at seven days a week. And he says if he doesn't run those 10K, he doesn't feel good. He doesn't feel he's settled. A lot of us also do this by ourselves, right? You know, culture in the West has become quite isolated. People often don't live near their families, near their friends. They're living, maybe they've moved to a different city for work and they often work by themselves and then they go running by themselves and they struggle to motivate themselves to keep going. But what what I'm hearing from you is that you run in groups and of course that makes sense like if you're not going to show up you're you're letting people down they're going to say hey Elliot where are you you know why why are you not running today what's going on and and it makes me it really fits into what I think where I think we're really going wrong in the west we're becoming more isolated we're doing more and more things by ourselves, and I think that's why that group park run every Saturday is proving so successful for so many people across the UK and around the world is because people are running in groups, which helps motivate you. Have you noticed this when you go around the world, you're speaking to people, have you noticed that culturally the relationship to running we may have, let's say, in the UK or in America is different from the relationship people have with running in, let's say, Kenya? Uh, Absolutely, yes.
0: Uh... In America and Europe, most people actually are running by by themselves. But uh, my encouragement is that uh, that's why I always uh, say I want to make running a, a family uh, event. Is that uh, if you want to enjoy more running, is you run cut a group, Get two, three, four, five people actually assemble your yourselves actually in a point. If it's every day, then that's well done good. Uh, and just run. You'll enjoy. You'll just talk as you are going. Ideas are coming in. And you put on paper, then a bit. And, and, you know, it's good. You know, sometimes when you are alone, you think you are running and you are not running. Your mind is in another place. You know, running is not about legs. Running is it's about, actually, the, the, the mind. Your legs might be on the park, but your mind might be on the plane. So you need, you need a group so that it can actually uh, protect your thoughts from actually exploding, going away and, and, and bring it back to, to where you are running. So group running actually is crucial to keep you on the course, uh, make you enjoy running and, and, yeah. and, and, and you cannot actually get tired, you know. The moment you are alone, you start to think a lot, then you cannot finish 10 kilometers if you are actually aiming it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Many of us struggle with motivation. Do you ever wake up in the morning and you know you're due to have a run? And do you ever think like many of us, oh, I can't be bothered today. Oh, it's not, I'm not feeling it today. I want to stay in bed. You know, help us understand, are you, are you as human as the rest of us or do you wake up and yeah, it's time to run? Oh,
0: I call some this. days where I don't feel like running. Really? Absolutely, yes. But uh, just lie in the bed and I ask myself, if I don't run, what will happen? And you know, if you don't run in the morning, you will lie to yourself that at 10 o'clock I will go for a run. At 10 o'clock you will say, no, 4 o'clock I'll go for a run. and Then the day actually will be off. So I'll ask myself, what will happen? Then I wake up, get my shoes, get my clothes, Good. In ten minutes time jogging, then my body will come up again. Yeah. In training and i, I, I will I c I I'll I'll be in life,
1: I will come to life again. Yeah, no, oh, I love that. Do you tend to run every day usually? Yes, I run every day. Every day. Yeah. Even like I don't know, like I know you're in recovery now because yes. you obviously you, you ran last weekend. Are you still running every day? I uh, no. So I'll start next week to, you start to next run week. again, yes. And for many of us when we do a marathon the next day can be quite painful in terms of going up and down stairs we can really really feel it yes is it the same for you or can you walk effortlessly the day after
0: no it's the same for me same for you going to stairs actually, uh, you know uh, uh when there has been there has been actually a, a soccer in your yeah. muscles and you know
1: uh, all that impact from the road is is hard yeah So you have the marathon hobble like like the rest of us. Okay. Um, Hearing what you're saying about groups and running together, I'm drawn back to last Sunday's race again, where I don't know, obviously you had the the Pacers. Uh, There was a fellow competitor who was with you for quite a long time. I don't know if you were aware of that, if you're thinking, wow, people are still with me. I, I don't know what goes in your head at that time. I'm very interested But then there comes a moment where you no longer have your paces, you no longer have competitors to help push you. What goes on in your mind there? Because then it's down to self-motivation at that point. You don't have... Many of us know that actually we can run faster if there's people around us, if we're trying to beat someone or we're trying to keep up with someone. But in many of the races I've seen you do, you're out in front by yourself. Is it hard to keep that motivation going for you when it's just you? Oh, let me start with uh, when people are
0: around me. Yeah. Uh, firstly, I always say, I will run my own race. If anybody actually wants to run my race, then he's welcome. I will not actually deny, you are welcome to run my race. So if you want to run your own, that's okay, but I'll run my race. That's why I don't see, I don't actually uh, uh, turn myself and look back yeah. who is there because I am running my own race. Uh, if actually uh, the distance actually is going up and the speed is going up and, uh, and the muscle starts to, 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 to actually uh, soar sore and nobody's there, then I, I'm motivating myself, I will, I'm still pushing. I'll push by my own, you know, because I trust in my trainings. I trust in what I've been doing. So I know what I've been doing will just take me to the finishing line. So, mm-hmm. I, so I, I'm not actually scared of, uh, of maybe losing some minutes because I'm alone or, 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 or here and there, no.
1: Yeah. You say you're pushing. One of the most striking things to me, Elliot, when I watch you run is how relaxed you look. There's an elegance. You look majestic. Your posture is fabulous. In fact, I find it very hard to tell the difference between you at mile one and at mile 26. To me, maybe I've got an untrained eye, but it looks remarkably similar. Whereas if you go to a local race here, uh, towards the end, you will see all kinds of postures and people somehow trying to struggle to get through. So you're saying that you're struggling and you're pushing. Of course, why would you not in order to break a world record? Yet at the same time, you look super relaxed. Can you help us understand that? Oh, looking super relaxed is... uh...
0: That's a good, it's good for me. And uh, on the other hand is that uh, I have trained well and trained my body to to run in a super relaxed way, but in a high pace. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in the race, I'm just maintaining it. But you know, to maintain that speed is really hard to maintain, but it's good to maintain in a good posture
1: without actually struggling so much. Yeah. I've spoken to many people on this show before about nasal breathing, about some of the benefits that we have when we breathe through our nose instead of through our mouth. And I can't tell when I watch you, you you look so relaxed. Certainly for the first half of that marathon last Sunday, when I was watching you, I thought, is Elliot just breathing through his nose or is his mouth open um do you do you think about this is this something you're you're aware of yes but i breathe through my mouth you breathe through your mouth yes from the start to the finish
0: the more the speed the more the mouth is you cannot breathe in your nose with the
1: at the speed you're it's going no, no I, I can believe that <laughs> i can believe that but thank you for thank you for clarifying that um yeah and what about your smile what I call the Kipchoge smile we hear that you smile when you're in pain is that true or you know maybe maybe explain to us you you know you seem for someone who is running such long distances at such uh, at frankly a pace that we can't fathom you know I know you were at the the running show yesterday so I'm guessing you saw people trying to run your pace yes and I'm guessing nobody like well, First of all, what is it like for you when you watch amateur runners trying to run at your pace?
0: Uh, I feel tense. Honestly. You feel tense? Yes. Why? No, you know, it's... Uh, even seeing yourself running on TV, you just feel... <laughs> but... Uh, do, do you worry they're going to injure themselves on the treadmill and fall off? Yeah, I saw last year somebody who fall, uh, fall, but I think he was not injured, so... Yeah, but uh, I call it smile is to enjoy, you know, if you feel that pain, please keep that pain. If you feel the pain, then feel it. The more you you actually move with the pain, that's where success is. Yeah. Everybody, if you are 10 and you feel the real pain, then everybody is is feeling the pain. And few of them who actually know how to handle pain will be successful. And we'll move on to another level. So how do we learn how to handle pain? Uh, you should understand that uh, pain is part of success. Just convert pain into a positive thing. Yeah. That uh, 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 success is not coming on a silver platter. You need to work for it. The moment you are working for it, that's how you undergo pain. Yeah. Yeah. Pain in your body and even pain in your mind thinking. You know. Uh, but uh, at the end of it, you will enjoy. Immediately you cross the line, immediately the pain is no longer there. Yeah. So you think pain is a good thing? Absolutely, yes. It's a good thing. Pain is a good thing. It's it actually guides you to to know that you need to work hard. It's guiding you to, to respect that success that you have earned. Yeah. Yes. You, but you, all people, all successful people, actually did not undergo pain. Then you can see other things in this world, but because pain is guiding them that if I play, uh, I am successful. But if I don't do the right
1: thing, actually, I, I will not have success again. Yeah, it's it's fascinating hearing that Elliot because I'm I keep thinking about what you said earlier that planning it's about preparation. That's almost where the success lies, not in the actual outcome of the race. You know, you didn't quite say that, but that's certainly what I'm... That's I, uh, that's what I'm in. Mean. That's, yes, yes, that's what I'm taking. I, yes. I, f- I found that a really powerful idea. And you say on the day then, no matter what's happening, the crowds, the weather, things you can't control. Well, you can trust yourself because you know you've done the training. Absolutely. Now, that's really powerful. If we apply that to pain, I'm asking you, how can we each of us learn to handle pain better. But I'm, I keep thinking about what you said. Well, if you've never practiced being in pain, how would you know ever how to handle it? So it sounds as though you have trust in your body because you know you've done the work, you've experienced pain, you've got through pain, you've overcome adversity. So you know on the next day or the next day, you've got that experience in your body. I know I can do this. And, and it sounds like that's a key thing for you, the trust that you have because you've done the hard work.
0: Um, the harder the work you are doing, the more the pain. But that's, that one doesn't prevent you from actually the big day that, uh, let us say I've trained uh, for four months. In a good way, there is pain, but uh, you enjoy the pain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In that very day that you are running a marathon, Pain should be there. On training, it's not the last days. You, should expe- you, you will experience pain here. But what I'm trying to say is that uh, the moment you, you actually uh, encounter that pain, please persevere with the land of fear, because that's where, the, that's where success is. The moment you don't feel pain, then I, you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are not approaching success. The moment you really feel that, I, please, I need to just uh, quit. That's where success is. Don't quit. Still keep on. I always tell people press on, press on, and press on. The minute you press on, you press on, you press on, you will get to where you are, you are going.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Many people feel nervous the day before, let's say, a marathon or a big work presentation or something big in their lives they feel a little bit nervous and anxious and they don't sleep very well. Uh, So it's pretty well known. Many amateur marathon runners, I I did my very first marathon last year at the London Marathon, uh, which didn't go particularly well, but I did finish. I did complete it and I'm planning to do it in April. Um, Do you ever find yourself the night before a race... Lying in bed thinking, man, I need to sleep. I can't sleep. I've got a big race tomorrow. Has that ever happened? Or have you trained yourself to sleep well the night before a big race?
0: Uh, not really. I'm like other people. I sleep for two hours, wake up, or it's no longer, another two
2: hours. So it's, it's, really? it's, it's
0: common. It's a good thing. And and it's good for us. It shows that you are prepared to, to, to end a lot work tomorrow.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I know you wear an aura ring to track your sleep. Yes. Um, and I'm really interested in technology and how it can help us with our health. I think sometimes we can overuse it potentially. Um, you obviously are an elite athlete, so knowing you know, how you're running, how you're sleeping, these things are really, really important for you to do your job. Is it demoralizing for you the night before a race? I don't know what happened the night before Berlin, for example. If you have a bad night's sleep and you look at your aura ring in the morning and you see a really bad readiness score? Or does, Has that ever happened and does that demoralize you? Or have you learned not to take too much notice? Uh,
0: the next day I don't actually uh, click to the half. You won't look? I won't look. Oh, so if you've had a bad night, you won't look? I won't look. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I know uh, I've been running many marathons and it's, uh, it's hectic for one day to go
1: to, to really sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by talking to people like you who are at the top of their game. And um, like I think of other people at the top of their sports, people who are regarded as the greatest. And, um, you know, in golf, for example, Tiger Woods is regarded as by many people as the greatest or certainly one of the greatest golfers of all time. Now, I've heard Tiger Woods say in interviews that when he is playing his best, he's so focused on what he's doing with the ball and where the hole is that he doesn't hear or see the crowds. I've heard you say Elliot, that actually you do hear the crowds, you enjoy hearing what they have to say. So I'm interested, you know, as I share that sort of insight from Tiger... Do you ever get like that where you're not hearing them and you're really focused or does it just depend on what stage of a race you're in?
0: Uh, starting from beginning, I can hear what, what the crowd are saying on the way. People are, people are singing and I'm not looking up at, at them but I'm focusing on the road. But I hear that uh, people are clearly cheering on the way and 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 I have no problem. That's, uh, that, that's good. So cheering is good. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, so you hear
0: uh, it and you I, use... But I, I block my mind from thinking outside and bring the mind actually to, to the uh, every mile splits, every kilometer splits, and and and, and, and focus you on the, on the project at time.
1: Yeah. You're obviously very well-known around the world. Um, many people with profiles like yours will face... You know, maybe 95% positive comments online, but maybe 5% negative comments. When those negative comments come, if they do, how do you deal with them? Oh, negative comments are there
0: in all the sport. You know, the law of nature cannot allow us to to think together. Uh, There is uh, optimists and pessimists in this world. And we need to respect all of them because... We are all human beings. So any negative thought actually, respect and and, and, and that's life, you know. Uh, uh, You know, uh, other things actually is that uh, you don't, you, you need to just forget, just see then forget, you know, you don't put in your mind. But a lot is there. there is a lot of positive remarks, negative remarks. What can you do? Yeah. Yeah. You cannot prevent them from
1: talking but you can prevent them from coming inside your life because they are negative some top athletes have struggled when they have retired you know michael phelps another great you know all-time swimming great it's been well documented that he has struggled with uh, mental health problems uh, in the past and i watched the documentary he made about olympians and how many of them have really struggled. You know, the, the four years is all about that one race. And then the day after there's, oh, what am I getting up for? I've got nothing to, um, nothing to train for, nothing to practice for. And I'm really interested. You appear to be, to me at least, in the prime of your career. I hope we, we're seeing you running for many, many years to come. Have you thought about retirement? So have you thought about how you're going to feel when you no longer do this? As your job?
0: Oh uh, yes. Uh, in front of my mind, I know I will retire, but I will retire when the time comes in. Uh, I will retire running actively, but uh, I will still go around uh, all the big city marathons, running for charity to to actually raise funds for my for my foundation to to build libraries and, 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 actually, uh, the environment. Uh, I, I, I think I'll be more busy when I retire and, and, and I want I'm looking forward for it.
1: So you don't need the running, the world records to make you feel good about yourself. N- not at all. I, I got have retired in
0: 2019 when I, I to party. So it's, uh, I will retire when my muscles are no longer consuming the trainings, when my mind is no longer actually actively consuming uh, uh, the training. So uh, I want to retire in a good way. I don't want to retire because I have made an history. Then why do I retire if I have made history? If I can inspire a billion people by running under two hours, And then the next day, a kid, a ten kid asks, Is that person who inspires still running? No, he retires. Then, what's the meaning of running? The meaning of running is that you inspire many people, you still run and show them uh, running is life. Uh, Making experience and actually removing the, the barriers in the minds of people is a great thing. But we need to keep on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you think you'll still be running in your 70s, your 80s, your nineties?
0: Absolutely. Yes. You know, uh, seven years ago, I met uh, an old man in in Athens, in Greece. Uh, I was there for for some uh, awards and the old man actually was uh, 91, 91 years. Uh, he was a very good old man, 91 years, still working. And then we were doing, I, he told me, no, now you are, you are running marathon. And I told him, yes. Uh, he, told, he told me that uh, he has been running in his life, all his life. But he will stop running at 100. I trust now he's 98. I've never followed him. I've not got his conducts, But I think he has no, two more days, two more years to, to run yeah. because he's becoming old because of the knees and everything. But still running. So if you, if you, to, I ask him, uh, then what's the secret actually you, you have a coat you are quite clean with a tie and you don't look like you are 91. To he told me the secret is running. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you were to stop running after, let's say, another Olympic gold or a, or another, another world record, then... I guess in some ways, it's not consistent with your philosophy, which is those are just outcomes. There are things that, you know, happen as a side effect of you just concentrating on getting up each day, doing the work, having a plan, you know, preparing, executing on your plan. And I guess whether you're a competitive athlete or whether you're just running for fun to raise money, you still seem to have that real love of running. I mean, do you ever get up, Elliot, and... I forget the log. Forget what my coach has said. I just want to run today because I'm free, and I just want to experience what it feels like.
0: Hey, absolutely, yes. So, our coach actually are leaving us free on uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, it's not that it's in the morning we are running as a group in a freeway. Yeah, just run and
1: enjoy running for 20 kilometers.
2: Easy, just
1: the way you feel. Yeah how have you managed to stay clear of injuries in a way that, you know, it seems to be quite rare? And and the context of me asking this is, in the UK, and I think in America, there are various statistics going around that, you know, 60 to 80% maybe of runners have to stop or give up at some point because of injury. Whereas you appear to be someone who Touch wood manages to stay relatively clear. Is there anything you can share about that?
0: Uh,
1: first is that uh, injuries are a part of life in sport.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Injuries are part of actually uh, uh, a challenge in sport. But uh, what I'm doing is that uh, when I'm resuming training after a marathon, then I take care of my body with the massage and making sure my muscles are good. I will start the first amount of actually resuming training by going to gymnasium for the old man three, three days a week. Okay. Live, running on steps, lifting some weights, aerobics for the old man. That old man actually is really intensive, mixing with some runs, and it can actually, it, it, it makes my, my muscles actually to, If there is something going on, it can uh, uh, actually keep a sign immediately Mm -hmm. and I can handle it. And after that one month, I go to another step of actually uh, endurance speed and endurance Mm -hmm. training to build my muscles. So two months actually of my training is building the muscles and and, and actually uh, like chasing the injury. And you'll never, if you do that you'll never get an injury. Or if you get an injury, it will be just a small injury. It will the way yeah. because you can't prevent everything. But you have done a lot. Which, uh, uh, it's 80% of your... It's, you have an
1: 80% ch- chance that you cannot get an injury. Would you say you're good at, if, if an injury is starting to come up or you feel a niggle, are you quite good at saying, hey, look, I'm not going to... Do that long run today. I just need to look after this.
0: Absolutely. When I get uh, an, uh, immediately something which is wrong, I
1: I, uh, I address it immediately. Yeah, yeah. It's good to address as early as possible.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I think a lot of people, a lot of my patients that I speak to, their their work is so pressured. They're so looking forward to their Saturday run that even if they've they're injured, they run through, and they often then get get injured and then they're off for two months. They can't do anything. And I feel like I see this a lot with training plans. Elliot, I don't know your view on this. Of course, you are an elite athlete whose job revolves around running. Many people with busy jobs, and um, I'm not saying you don't have a busy job. I mean, let's say a non-elite athlete, let's say a busy parent trying to do their job, look after their children, they're trying to squeeze a run in at the weekends or they're trying to train for a marathon and they see a published uh, training plan online. Okay, three runs a week. This one's 12 miles. This one's 14. My feeling as a, as a doctor is that sometimes we don't trust ourselves enough. We, we see the plan and we think, even though I'm tired or my knee's hurting, I must stick to that plan because that's the published plan. Whereas I kind of feel we should be using plans as guidance, but we also have to trust ourselves and go, it's not the right thing for me today. What's kind of your perspective on that? Uh, my perspective actually is that uh, you should have a feeling of
0: yourself. Feel for yourself. Is it? Am I good enough to do this uh establish the thing you should have that personal belief that listen to your body yeah if you listen to your body actually that's uh, it's really crucial so it's good to listen to your body do what is necessary Uh, it can save you energy can save you actually uh, not being injured and many things it's it's really good to listen to your body
1: self-discipline is something that i've heard you speak about before you said it's very very important when you say self-discipline, what exactly do you mean by that?
0: Oh, that's a crucial thing, and that's uh, value number one. You know, uh, in our camp, I set up I uh, printed a huge billboard. Uh, when you hand our kit, the second gate, you get a huge billboard. With 60 values. Sixty? Six zero. Six zero values. Wow. Yes. I encourage everybody to cut 15 values. 15. After cutting 15, they should narrow them to three. Those three values you should live by it, sleep by it, walk by those values, run by those values, relax by those values. Uh, Go around with your friends, guided by those values. Then we come to self-discipline, which is inside those values. What I mean by self-discipline is, it's that sacrificial of personal passions and pleasures. That you sacrifice those passions and pleasures to allow you to do or to work on your career. How can you handle self-discipline? The rule number one is to get vitamin N. Vitamin N? Yes. That's the rule number one. You need to inject yourself with vitamin N. N is for? N is to learn to say no. That's a vitamin. Yeah. That's how to get self-discipline. Secondly, setting your priorities right. Thirdly, is avoid complaining. Those are the three factors which can lead you to self-discipline. I to tell you that uh, doing all these things is not one night event. It's a process. It's like going to a gymnasium. If you go to gymnasium for nine hours, I go for three months. Who is going to get the muscles, good muscles? It's me, because I'm going for three months. If you go for nine hours, it's just nothing. You destroy your body. So it's a process, it's a process, it's a real process. That you can actually, in the three-month time, you have absorbed the self-discipline. That's why I always tell people, it's not a one-night event. To get vitamin and learning to say no in everything is not easy. No. Setting your priorities right is not easy. Avoid complaining in anything is not easy. But if you combine the three yeah. things, you can have self-discipline. And without those three, then there is no self-discipline. That's what I mean by actually trying to tell people self-discipline is the key to any professional
1: sports person or sports woman. And I've heard you say before that the discipline, it doesn't restrict us, it actually gives us more freedom. Absolutely, yes. So I always say that disciplined ones are free in life.
0: The indisciplined ones are not free. They're in prison because you are in discipline and when, wherever you go, you know that I, I am not supposed to do this and you are doing it. That means you are in prison. In this world, you need to be, we need to be free, walk free, live our honest life and and and, 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 and 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 that's the way to go.
1: yeah You're commonly known for the phrase "no human is limited." When you say "no human is limited, what do you mean by that?
2: Uh,
1: no human is limited, actually cannot is not
0: applying. Purely to sportsmen and sportswomen. It's not for running alone. It's for all the professions in this world. I want that engineer actually to remove that barrier in his mind. That he or she can think and innovate something which can help the world.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I want that teacher actually to have the best mind to inject knowledge to the kids. I want that psychologist actually to have the best knowledge to actually talk to people and remove what they have as a problem. Yeah, I want that coach actually to have the best skills to instill, to expose women, women and and men. I want that policeman to really know how to talk to people and to handle peace and security in his or her own country.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I want that leader. To really provide the real skills of leadership. I want those world leaders actually to embrace that they are not limited and make sure that the world is in peace and the world is developing towards a positive direction. Yeah. That's what I mean by no human is limited. It applies to everybody. It's a universal thing which affects every human being in this world. And if everybody actually Absorbed and grab that praise. no human is limited. You can wake up tomorrow and walk. You can wake up tomorrow and run. You can wake up tomorrow and and do anything. I want that student actually to get the first class on us because he or she is not limited. I want that person actually to get that expensive course and work on it and pass it because he's not limited. That's what I mean.
1: How do you instill this sort of philosophy in your own children is it is it hard do they see what you do and that inspires them or do you also have any sort of specific ways that you talk to your kids about things like this um, uh,
0: I'm trying actually always to talk with my kids in a free
1: way yeah to tell them
0: I always ask them do you know I'm going to the camp from Monday to Saturday morning they say yes to do what to train. After training, you can and compete. After competing, you win. After winning, then you make us comfortable and pay our school fees. That's what my children are saying. So I told them, you are also not limited. Go to school, work hard, come and play, and do anything else, and you will, you will
1: be successful. Yeah. And
0: they are accepting
1: yeah. Yes. It's been such an honour, honestly, Elliot, to, to talk to you. You're someone who has been incredibly inspirational for me in my own life. Um, you know, when I when I go running, I, I, and I'm feeling tired, I often think of you. I think, come on, run like Elliot's. You know, I, I, that literally happens in my mind. I stand up a bit taller. I think, keep your form, keep your good posture, like he does. So. I, I know you know you're inspiring millions of people around the world. You're certainly inspiring this um, this British guy here talking to you right now. Um, before we finish up, just a couple of things in my mind. Um, many people these days, when they run, they, they try and distract themselves from the pain with music or podcasts. Um, do you have any view on the benefit of running with music and or podcasts? Uh, during the easy runs, it's good to listen to music and listen to
0: podcasts. During the easy ones, yes, yeah. But uh, with the intensive runs, I don't think you will listen because you just you are pushing your body, and uh, music and podcasts cannot cannot work. But uh, with the easy runs, when you are relaxing, when you are at the gym, when you are at the bike how, uh, after pike podcast and music is really good. Fantastic, yeah. Because you, you, you can actually listen to a podcast for an hour. And you forget
1: that uh, it was running for gone. an hour. Hey, so it's one hour. Yeah. The breaking two hours was, of course, done in specific conditions. Uh-huh. You obviously have shown yourself that you, you can run a marathon in under two hours, which is still one of the most incredible things I have seen. Do you think within your career it's going to be possible to do that in a competitive marathon? Absolutely.
0: It's possible. Uh, I've demonstrated that actually in an organized marathon, which I personally, I, uh, I cannot say it was in a specific condition because, you know, a uh, 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 few people actually are there to try. Not even there to try, there to think to run under two hours. Phew. I think I am the only one who has been there to, to think and there to try. Yeah. None is there to try. Leave alone even, leave alone. No, uh, They have never even there to think. Leave alone to try. Just thinking to run in their minds that, uh, can I run two hours? Never. So it's still a hard job for people actually to to accept. But all in all, is that uh, uh, I know uh, running under two hours in a normal marathon like in London, Berlin, Chicago
1: is is is, is absolutely uh, possible. And where's that going to come from? Where's that improvement going to come from? Is it training, nutrition, mindset, shoes? I mean, where do you think? Because to 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 me, like my my kids, we were we were talking about this last week. It goes ah. Oh, Daddy, just, just another minute to go. If he can do that. But, but of course, at that at that level, 10 seconds is huge. A minute is like uh, another marathon. Like, where do you feel that improvement is going to come from? Uh
0: to improve my cycle, we need full of many things. Nutrition will be there, technology will be there. Teamwork, teammates, your right systems, are like teammates, uh, those who are working, yeah. people walking around you uh, will take their key positions and, and, and all will be well. So I, I think if, 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 uh, if actually the right systems will be there on an athlete, after those right systems, if that athlete actually asks the right man, and he, he has really thing and he wants to try, then he will run under two hours. Yeah. First and foremost is that the systems might be there in a good way. Yeah. But is this person actually, as he agree in his heart and mind, to try to run under two hours? That's a big question, mm-hmm. which we should put on and we should actually uh, 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 make it tackle before we tell somebody to yeah. come and try. We need to. you, you himself are going to need to come in a pro daylight and say, "Hey, I have thought enough, yeah. and I want to try." Then the system comes in. Yeah, and we said the date.
1: It's it's so inspiring speaking to you, and and I'm I'm pretty sure this conversation is going to inspire everyone to do their own version of a sub two hour marathon in their own lives. It may not be a sub two hour marathon, but it could be, you know, whatever it might be for that person. But as you say, you need to imagine it. You need to believe it first before you're ever going to achieve it. I think that's a very, very powerful message. Earlier, this podcast is called Feel Better, Live More. When we feel better in ourselves, we get more out of our lives. And finally, at the end of for me, a, a wonderful conversation with, with an incredibly inspirational guy. I just wonder, for people who are struggling around the world, they're, they're struggling with the state of their lives, they're struggling with, you know, making things consistent, doing the things that they said they were going to do, have you got any final words for them? Uh, First and foremost is that, uh, you know,
0: many people are struggling, many people the hope. And you know, when you lose hope, They say first and foremost is that uh, you can survive with water for 40 days. But if you lose hope, it's only five seconds and you are dead. So it's good to have hope. And the other hand is that uh, uh, we should actually try to understand about life and to know what life entails you know, that, then it will little really us. not to struggle so much, but to understand it, work on it
1: slowly by slowly and, and, and
0: you learn all well.
1: Ali Kupchegi, thank you so much and good luck for everything you're doing. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Really hope you enjoyed that conversation. As always, do have a think about one thing that you can take away and start applying into your own life. Now, before you go, I just want to let you know about Friday 5. It's my free weekly email containing five simple ideas to improve your health and happiness. Now, in this email, I share exclusive insights that I do not share anywhere else, including health advice, interesting articles or videos that I'd be consuming, and quotes that have caused me to stop and reflect. And in a world of endless emails, it really is delightful that many of you constantly feed back to me and tell me that this is one of the only weekly emails that you actively look forward to receiving. So if that sounds like something you would like to receive each Friday, you can sign up for free at drchatterjee.com forward slash Friday Five. And if you are brand new to my podcast, you may be interested to know that I have written five books that have been bestsellers all over the world. I've covered all kinds of topics, happiness, food, stress, sleep, movement, behavior change, weight loss, and more. So please do take a moment to check them out. They are all available as paperbacks, eBooks, and as audiobooks which I am narrating. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, it is always appreciated if you can take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and family, or leave a review on apple podcasts thank you so much for listening have a wonderful week and do remember that if you want to listen to this show without any adverts at all that option is available for a really small monthly fee on apple and on android all you have to do is click the link in the episode notes in your podcast app and always remember you are the architect of your own health making lifestyle change is always worth it Because when you feel better, you live more.